losing followers. That's okay. I have a word to share um, about what God is teaching me about humility. And it's not about us. It's about Him. And we are always striving for power and position and pleasure. That's what our natural person wants. Um, directly opposite of what the Spirit wants. I've got some scripture to share with you today. Colossians 3, verse 12 and 13. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves in tender compassion, kindness, humility. There's that word humility again. Gentleness and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord pardoned you, so also you must pardon others. Notice he didn't say you should. He said you must. And there's a reason for that. Because in Matthew, which we're going to read, we're going to know why we must pardon others. In Matthew chapter 18, verse, let's see, 35. So also my heavenly Father will do to you unless each of you from your hearts forgives his brother. So Jesus says this after he tells them a parable about um, the man with great debt. Because... What this shows us is that we owe a great debt for our sin, right? But Jesus paid that, that debt of our sin. And just as Jesus paid the debt for my sin and your sin, he also paid the debt for the sins that have been committed against me. The, the lies that people have told about me, the hurts that uh, people have hurled at me. Um, all the things that have happened in my life by people that have hurt me, Jesus paid those debts. So if Jesus has forgiven my debts and he's forgiven their debts, who am I to say I won't forgive? Because if I can't extend that same forgiveness that I get from Jesus, then he can't extend that forgiveness to me. Because as freely as we receive, we are to freely give. Matthew 6, 14 and 15 says, For if you forgive others their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. See, he tells us that it is a requirement. I saw this post um, today that said, um, Your enemies are not going to be in eternity with you. And I found that very odd statement um, because... You know, we're supposed to be re redirecting traffic. We're supposed to be, um, you know, giving to others and showing them Jesus. So we need to have compassion um, to be followers of Jesus. And I find it a very arrogant statement to make because who are we to say who is not going to be in eternity with us? Um, if they have asked for forgiveness, then um, they are... You know, we have to forgive. We really can't have enemies. I mean, the Bible tells us to pray for our enemies. So if someone has hurt you and you can't let it go, let this sober you up to to forgive them. Because think about it, You're tying up your own, your own blessings. Um, when we have unforgiveness in our heart, God can't even answer our prayers. Um, we have to we have to forgive to receive. 
And I'm going to read some more scripture so you can understand what um, this is saying, why it's so important. So in Matthew chapter 5, verse 23, Therefore, if you are presenting your offering upon the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. And offering is like a something we're giving to God, you know. So when we are offering a prayer to God or we're asking God for something, you know, we're praying, um, He wants us to be reconciled to one another. We have to let forgiveness flow. Um, we have to, what God has given us, we have to give. See, we are not here to make better versions of ourselves. We are here to point people to Jesus. And it goes back to redirecting traffic. You know, this is a narrow road to to find Jesus because it's all about dying to yourself. Um, I saw another video today uh, where this person was, you know, basically giving um, example after example of why it was so wrong for her to make herself small. And I'm not saying that we're supposed to be humiliated and we're supposed to be doormats and we're supposed to um, be worthless. We're not. We're absolutely worth so much and we are so valuable to the kingdom of God. But we need to know our place and we need to um, be humble and look to glorify God. And when you fear the Lord, you fear living without him, which is what I believe the fear of the Lord is. It's not that we're scared of him, but that we literally we fear living without him. We don't want to do anything that displeases him. Um, you have a joy to serve. You have a joy to, to do the work of the Lord because you see the value in it and the purpose. And it's, it's greater than yourself. Um, and the, you know, the best remedy for being depressed is actually to serve someone else because when you're depressed you're so focused on yourself you're focused on your own circumstances you're focused on um your own needs um turning the camera because i don't want you to see that i still have a little bit of christmas decorations left up so <laughs> um we humility 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 we are looking to give not what we can get and the more that we clothe ourselves, like the more, like when I say clothe ourselves, like Colossians 3 says, it's what we are doing. It's our actions. It's how people see us treating them. If we are filled with compassion and love and kindness and mercy and gentleness and patience, those are characteristics of Jesus that he wore, that he demonstrated. And when people see that in us, they get to see the real Jesus. That's exciting. We are, we become an authentic representation of him when we are operating in his characteristics. And we cannot get those characteristics without surrendering to his authority. And it starts with humility putting ourselves under his authority, submitting under his authority so that he can do the work in us. But as long as we are caught in our own thoughts, our own desires, our own experiences, our own understanding, then we aren't submitted. We're still 
working with um, our past. We're working with our old nature. We need to be putting on the new nature, um, which is surrendering to his authority. Become we, we become slaves to righteousness instead of slaves to sin. When we desire to please God, we are going to, to um, be filled with what he wants us to do. And I don't know about you, but that really excites me. I've been a Christian a long time, and that really just kind of clicked just just recently for me. Because I've been, I mean, I've just spent so much time thinking about what God's plan is for my life. I have been asking God that since I was 20 years old. I even wrote a song that said, here I am, you know, and I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes um, shortly thereafter. The boy I thought I was going to marry, we broke up. Um, I mean, my heart was broken. I had this uncur incurable disease. Like, it was just like, what? You know, I, I felt like the literal opposite of what I prayed for happened. But now that I'm 41, I have the privilege of looking back and seeing how God was taking me down this path to work in me compassion and empathy for others. That is not something you can purchase on Amazon. So he is constantly renewing our mind and he is answering our prayers, just not in the way we think they're going to be answered. Because remember, we want position, we want power, and we want pleasure. That's what our flesh wants. And that's what we're constantly going to be tempted to do. And we're going to be tempted to do it outside of God's will, plan, and design. But guess what? God is the one that empowers you. God is the one that positions you. And when you have a heart to please God, you are filled with joy knowing that you're doing his work. So that is how we get power and position and pleasure fulfilled is through Christ. Because he empowers us, he positions us, and he, uh, he gives us the desires of our heart. I'm going to read you that verse in Psalm. Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in Adonai and he will give you the requests of your heart. Commit your way to Adonai. Trust in him and he will do it. And, you know, reading that as, as a kid, like as a younger version of myself, I always thought that that meant God was going to give me my desires. You know, he was going to give me what I want. He was going to give me the man I wanted to marry. He was going to give me the healing that I wanted. But actually what that's saying is like, delight yourself in the Lord. Look to please God. Look for your pleasures to be found in him. And he will give you the desires of your heart. So he puts his desires, his own desires, his own heart's desires in us. Have you ever prayed and asked God what his desires are? When we ask God what his desires are, do you know he doesn't hide that from you? He wants to reveal that to you. He wants to speak to you. He wants to give you dreams. He wants to give you um, what you're asking for. But did you know that the Holy Spirit is only at work in obedience? The Holy Spirit empowers us to do what we can't do within ourselves. And the Holy Spirit is in those who are obedient so there is a there is a response required of us to to be in Christ and that is to listen and obey it's that shema 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all, all your mind, and all your strength. And you shall teach this diligently to your children when you sleep, when you rise, and you walk by the way, and you sit in your houses. That is supposed to be in us and, and a part of us. Like We are supposed to be a living example, testifying. We are not here for ourselves. I'm just going to keep saying that because I'm so tired of the messages that just stroke the flesh and cause pride in us and build our our fleshly natures. I don't I don't want to build my flesh. I don't want to find myself. I want to find Jesus. When I read the Bible, I'm not looking for myself. I'm looking for Jesus. I want to know him. And that's what's on my heart to share with everyone because guys, time is short. We are in the last days and we got to get serious about our faith because hard times are coming. And I'm going to, I'm going to read you another verse today that I read, um, that I think needs to be talked about. This is second Timothy chapter three, verse 12. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, will be persecuted. Nobody wants to be persecuted for living righteously. We would much rather be praised. But if you are seeking to receive glory and we're seeking the praises of men, you will not be able to withstand persecution. So the sooner we learn to die to ourselves and to give to others, the more endurance we're going to have to endure the persecution. That's coming. I mean, honestly, you can just look around and see it. And I'm absolutely a believer in the rapture. I believe that Jesus is going to come back. I know he's going to come back. How that looks, I don't know. But my faith is in him. My faith and trust isn't in preachers and what, what they think the Bible says. My faith and trust is in, is in God and whose character is and who, who he is. And he will never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And I know that he is going to protect us. So I'm not worried about what's coming, but I am awake. I am aware. Um, I have ears to hear the Holy Spirit's correction and I have a heart to receive it. And we got to repent. We got to quit living for ourselves. And if you want to make a difference in your community, you want to, witness to people and you want to tell um you want to be effective for god's kingdom then let the spirit move through you and it starts with listening and obeying listening and obeying and humility humility we got to submit so i hope that that spoke to you I'm not here to tickle ears. I'm here to encourage you in the word and to share the truth. And that is why I I have this this channel. And I have um I have been guilty of wanting power and position and pleasure. And the Lord has shown me that if it's outside of his plain will and design, then it's not good. It's not purposeful. Um, it's a chasing after the wind. So 
we can trust him. We can trust his ways. We can trust his boundaries. And when he tells us to do something, even if we don't understand it, we can still do it. And we may not see the results for a while, but that doesn't mean he's not working. And that doesn't mean he's not going to speak. Um, so there's a blessing in obedience. And, you know, we, we want all the good things of the Lord, but we have to be willing to lay down our lives. And I don't know, I don't know what the future holds, but I know he holds the future. And whatever happens, and there's been some really hard things that have happened in the last year, just to be honest. Some things that's really been hard for me to wrap my head around. Um that I am very much filled with compassion for those that are going, still going through it. And I ask myself, like, what would I do if that was me? Would I still have my trust in God? And I want to say yes, you know, but I certainly like, I'm not, I'm not asking for those things to happen to me. But I'm thankful I'm just so thankful. I'm thankful for all that he's given me. I'm, I'm thankful for what I have. And he does not want his children complaining. I mean, there's a lot of sin going on in the world. There's a lot of false teachings. There's a lot of things going on that are displeasing to the Lord. But his church needs to look in the mirror. And, and I am praying for the pastors. I am praying for the, the leadership of the church. Because if they don't humble themselves and give the glory to God, they're not going to be effective. They're not going to have that anointing. To reach people. It's a show. It's a great show. It's a great, you know, motivational speech. But until they speak by the Holy Spirit, they're not going to see the, um, the changed lives. They're not going to see the fruit that's produced for the kingdom of God. Um, so... I'm just, my heart is really heavy. My heart is really heavy for our world and everything going on. And I know God is calling us up to a higher level. And we have no excuse, guys. We really have no excuse. We have the word available to us in every language. I mean, think about the so many lives, all the blood that was spilled for, for just this word to be printed. And in our hands. And we have it available to us. You know, but we'd rather be on our phones, on social media, scrolling mindlessly and just completely wasting our time instead of spending it seeking the Lord. He has so much to share with us. And, you know, the enemy wants us to think that God's not going to speak to us or, you know, but he does. He does. We just have to make ourselves available. We have to empty ourselves so he can fill us. We have to be 
you know, make room. There's a, a, a Christmas song about that. Um, make room. I keep hearing it in my head. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive our King. Let every heart prepare him room. What do you think that means? Actually, that song is not about Jesus being born. That's about Jesus returning. But we we need to make room in our hearts for him. We're just we're filled with ourselves. We're filled with our you know selfishness and our our desires for power and position. You know, we're constantly building ourselves up because we want people to see us and notice us. And the whole time the Lord's like, humble yourself in the sight of me and I will lift you up. He will position you if you just humble yourself before him. I shared with you guys, I think the, um, I'm not gonna call it a vision because I'm still not clear on what a vision is, but this is what I saw in my head. I was I was getting ready to fight. I was it was it was a gloomy day. It was outside and it was it was really dark and there was this a really dark figure in the distance and I was like, "My God's going to get you." And I was, you know, just ready to fight. And um then I knelt down. And it it wasn't until I knelt down that you could see who was behind me. And when I knelt down, you could see it was Jesus. And then light was shown and the darkness, you know, it wasn't as, as dark as it was because there was light. And then I got lower and I got lower and lower. And until I was in a prostrate position, you couldn't see me at all. All you could see was Jesus. All you could see was his glory and his light. And that dark figure in the distance completely disappeared. It was just all light all around. And what the Lord showed me very clearly is that, the more we humble ourselves, the more he can be seen in us. But if we're full of ourselves, he won't be seen because we won't be looking to give. We'll be looking to get. We need to be looking to how we can serve, not how we can be served. But on social media, that's all it is. It's, it's nothing but, you know, self-love and self-care and woe is me. There's you can become so depressed just scrolling social media because all it does is fill you with, you know, if you're not intentional, it's a tool. Like it can be used for good or evil. I mean, people preach on there and stuff too and share Bible verses. So I'm not going to say it's bad, but it's a tool that can be used for evil. So careful on how you use it. Because if you get on there and you mindlessly scroll and you're constantly looking at other people's pictures and you're wondering, like you're comparing your life to theirs, you're going to leave feeling empty and down. I gotta go get my kids. <laughs> but um, anyway, let's just, let's fix our eyes on Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith, he who started a good work in you will bring it to completion. God bless you.